Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Shenanigans is brought to you by MTV's The Real World Atlanta, streaming now only on Facebook Watch. Now, this is the original reality show. Who's back? Streaming now only on Facebook Watch. MTV's The Real World Atlanta is the next true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house and have their hookups, screw-ups, apologies, fights, tears, voices, and lives streamed exclusively on Facebook Watch. It's the return of the first unscripted show in TV history that tackled gender, race, AIDS, taboos, life, death, addiction, connection, acceptance, and best of all, reality. And now it's being reinvented. MTV's The Real World Atlanta is an all-new reality experience with the content dropping daily and new episodes every Thursday. So find out what happens when the next generation stops being polite and starts getting real again. In Facebook, click on the Facebook Watch icon and search The Real World on Watch. MTV's The Real World Atlanta, streaming now only on Facebook Watch. From Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hey guys, Sheena here, Janet, back in studio. Hello. We have a friend of mine who also is known as the greatest player ever to win Big Brother, Mr. Derek how do you, I don't want to let I don't want to fuck up your last name. Yeah, do you want the real way? Okay, or just no, how, how I, say I always it? say Lavoisier just to sound fancy, but it's Levasseur. Levasseur is the correct way of okay. saying it, but I say Lavasser, which is Levasser. completely wrong. Yeah, Derek yeah. Lavasser. I didn't want to get beat up in high Levasseur? school, so I just stuck with Lavasser. Yeah. yeah, I always just make it a little extra fancy whenever yeah. there's some extra letters. I'm like, oh, Lavasseur. Yeah, that's that's how you're supposed <laughs> to say it, but yeah. Not okay, Lavasser. Yeah. Got yeah. it. That's cool. the easier, yeah. more phonetic way, Try spelling way, it for all your audience members. I can try spelling that one for a little bit. Try to spell shenanigans the way I spell it. I can't spell. I'm not going to give it a shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, how are you? You're in LA yes. for the week. Yes. What do you have going on out here? Yes, doing some business out here. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, working on breaking homicide on investigation discovery. We have some cases we're working on out here, some other opportunities with these cases to grow them, evolve them, and get them some more exposure. So just kind of handling that with the with the team, and we'll see where it goes. Amazing. Yeah. Janet and I love a good show on I Investigation Discovery. Okay. It's like one of our favorite channels. <laughs> I only need three channels. I need Investigation Discovery, E, and Bravo, and I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Maybe CNN. But investigation discovery is always in the top. Three. <laughs> I'm so long. I so much politics. I just got to take a break from it. I yeah. really do. I really do. That's when you turn into murder, you know, and you could just get to tune into some really. Like, yeah. Lovely <laughs> when you're feeling depressed, just go watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Janet likes when um, the rich people get murdered, though. She likes those uh, shows. I got, <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble on this podcast. I got a lot of DMs and tweets from people because I said I've watched so many of those shows that now only the ones that I find interesting are ones where there's an insurance policy or the people are really rich because mm, the motivation motive. is like, the motive, yeah. yeah. And um, people did not like that. I said that they were like, rich people have feelings too yeah. I was like, yeah, but <laughs> not re- as much. sex revenge and money Those yes are the motivations. right yeah, that's it i know it's easy they can always be tied back to that one way or another yeah i love that 
So your show on ID, Breaking Homicide, mm-hmm. you've had two seasons. Yep. Are you going to be filming a third? We're working on it. We'll see what happens. Okay. I have over 2,000 cases right now. Wow. Yeah, that, that we can go through. But the problem, there's a lot of logistics to it. And the issue that we run into is covering the case in a way that we're pointing it in a different direction and yet still not hurting the integrity of the investigation. We're the only show that does this right now. Mm-hmm. The only show where someone from the outside, because I'm retired, I retired in uh, 2017. Right. I'm a licensed private investigator, but they're allowing me inside their station to look at actual police reports that haven't been exposed to the public. So it's a fine line there. It's never been done before. I'm, I'm meeting with this district attorneys, attorney generals, and they're like, you're technically a TV show host now. You know? Yeah. So it is new territory. We'll see how it goes. We're looking at making some changes to it maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, as I said, I was out here for some other things. We'll see what happens. And I'd love to do another season. But yeah. it has to be under the right circumstances. I want to be able to – I don't want to just sensationalize murder. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to cover it, it's because I feel like I can make a difference. I'm not just doing it to have these families get dragged through the mud to hear about their loved ones. So at the end of the episode, I can come in like every other cold case you know, episode out there and say, oh, you know, yeah, they, they were killed. Mm-hmm. You know, We want to push the ball forward. So as long as I'm able to do that and they have the resources to do it, I would love to do another season. Yeah. I love that. What have been some of your favorite homicides to investigate so far on the show? Uh, I mean, favorite is a is that, I know. <laughs> favorite's a tough word. I need, to, I need to adjust my attitude when it comes yeah. to murder. It what has like been the most intriguing case that – because I know you started out the first episode, the first yeah. season was one that was close to home for you. Yeah, so that's the easy answer, right? Because right. that was one when I was a detective working it myself, Michelle Norris. She's a 33-year-old case now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that it's narrowed down to either her father or this other individual who lived across the street. But they're all – they're like trying to choose your best – your favorite child, right? Yeah. Like they all have a special place in my heart because they're not just cases. Is like I've become so close with these families. I talk to them all the time. Um, this season specifically, you know, we had a couple cases where as we speak, I can't – again, this is the, the conundrum, right? It's an actual investigation. So right. there's been movement in three out of eight of the cases I did where there could be arrests in those case, be, cases based on the information that I was able to find. That's awesome. And yeah. I don't – and, you know – if that happens, that's a great thing because it shows that having people in the media, if you allow them and you trust them and you divide up the guidelines in a way that it doesn't hurt the case, social media, mm-hmm. things like these podcasts can actually make a difference in these cases because if they haven't been solved in 30 years, there's a reason. Right. And you got to start trying to think outside the box. And I think that comes into allowing people like crowdsourcing, things like that, people who are into it who might say, hey, listen – I'm not a licensed detective, but I have a a career in uh, mechanics where I worked on Fords for 30 years. And that little piece of license plate or or that little piece of taillight that you have there, that's from an 87 Ford. Wow. No detective would know that. Right. But allowing people to see some of the information that you've kept from them for so long, that may be the missing link to the guy that you've been looking at for years and didn't know that that piece belonged to a car that that guy owned. That's awesome. That's crazy. So that's where we got to get that trust because there is a lack of trust with the public and the law enforcement right now. I'm I'm hoping to bridge that gap. I know it's not going to be me alone that does it. But, you know, that's what I would love to do. And so all the cases, to answer your question, they all have a special place in my heart. But the ones that I like the best are the ones that we solve. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So how there was, what, eight episodes the first season? Six the first season, but they were two hours oh, okay. each. Oh, okay. And then they went to eight. Gotcha. One hours. Because we were getting so many. Yeah. And honestly, there is some filler in the two hours because, you, yeah, you get more into the emotional aspect of it, which is great because it's more empathetic, you know, for the audience. Mm-hmm. But I liked doing the eight cases because, again, it's still not enough. 
enough, but it allowed me to cover more cases in one season. Totally. And maybe next season it's 10 or 12. We'll see. We'll see what happens. How long do you work on each case roughly? In in the town, I'm there seven days. Okay. But leading up to it, it's two, three weeks. And then, for example, I did a case in Pittsburgh, and I just went back there a week ago and to hold a press conference because not to get into all the deep we could talk about for hours, but I feel like there's the suspects in this case, the persons of interest in this case, know people within the DA's office. And I consider myself to be a good cop. Not every cop does the right thing. Mm-hmm. We know that there's bad yeah. doctors, there's bad lawyers, mm-hmm. there's bad, you know, there's bad everybody. And I think the good cops, if they really want to be good cops and we want to rebuild that trust, we have to call out bad police tactics mm-hmm. when we see it. So I flew down to Pittsburgh, called a press conference and called out some of the things that were going on behind the scenes when they were working with me that um, that I thought they were going to rectify. Um, they hadn't at that point. And um, so I'm still working a lot of the cases to answer your question. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're hoping that we have some closure in that one very soon. Pittsburgh. Cody Joyce case. Great case. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So I know you got um, you have a bachelor's in criminal justice and a master's in business. Yeah. So you went into law enforcement, but then you decided to do reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, kind of tell me about like that thought process for you. I know you were a fan of the show. Huge obviously. fan. Huge fan. Um, which is why you're one of the greatest players ever. Mm-hmm. So, be careful who you say that around. That's I'm, a very touchy subject. I'm just saying that's all. I don't watch every season. Yours was one of the last seasons I watched like fully, like every episode of. Mm-hmm. It's a commitment. I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was on five days a week. I guess it's three. That's still. You think of Love Island? You know, yeah, <laughs> Love Island five days a week. I mean, Bachelor in Paradise twice a week. That is four hours of my life gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, to commit to another, you know network show three days a week it's just kind of a lot it's an investment but um so what made you want to just completely go out of the box you were in and do reality tv i was undercover for three and a half years and when i was undercover i really couldn't go out in public too often because i was working a lot of cases that were pretty close to where i lived Mm -hmm. and so the the chances of running into someone who knew me as a different character was pretty high. Oh yeah. yeah, it was pretty high. So I have like a yeah in my pocket right now. I still carry around my undercover ID. So I have a, another license, a criminal history. I have a different name. That my is first, amazing. Yeah, I have it. I can show it to you guys later. And um, my first name is still Derek when I was undercover, but my last name was different. My social security was different. They could look up my criminal history to see the you know what crimes I had committed. And so I stayed home. I was kind of a recluse. And I, one night, I was just watching TV, and this After Dark thing came on. And it oh, looked my like, God. It looked like closed-circuit <laughs> television. I had yeah. no clue what it was. Long story short, I start doing my research and realize it's this show Big Brother. And I remember sitting there with my wife and saying, I would crush the show. And she's like, yeah, okay. But everyone says when they watch these shows, mm-hmm. like, they would crush. You know, oh, I would do so good if I went on it. And then they go on, and they're terrible. Yeah. So I, I got out of cover work. I got promoted. I, it was my bucket list. I had turned 30. I said, I'm going to apply once. I'm just going to throw in a video and see what happens. Do the video. Sure enough, they call. I say, listen, if you put me on the show, I'm going to treat it as an undercover investigation, and I'm going to see how Ooh, it goes. I like that. And so they, they like that idea. And so it was kind of like a twist. Mm-hmm. So I didn't tell them who I was, and I just wanted to see how how good it would really work. And I was praying it did, because if it didn't, I think the law enforcement community would have ate me alive. <laughs> <laughs> if I go, if I'm supposed to be this undercover cop, and I go in there and get smoked by a bunch of 25, right? yeah. no, that's not a good look. Yeah, that's not, bad optics. I like that job strategy. Off. Treat it as an undercover operation. Yeah, I pretended yeah. I was somebody different. I uh, said I was a Parks and Recreation coordinator. Wow. And uh, I was in there 100 days, and I didn't—I didn't never told them who I was until on finale night when they voted. And after they voted, as part of the twist, I stood up and said, "Hey, by the way, guys, sorry, not sorry." 
Yeah. Sorry, but I'm leaving with the cash. (laughs) That's something I've always wanted to do. It's still one of like my life like bucket list things. To no, not to be on BB. No, my sister, that's that's hers. Mm -hmm. She wanted to, so she uh will be twenty two next week. But she always said Uh But she always said when she turned twenty one she wanted to go on Big Brother twenty one, which is right now. But she had no idea where her life would be and she's working full time and traveling the world and doing amazing. Good call. Yeah. But one of the things that I've always wanted to do is to go undercover and now I'm like well I'm a reality star so that would be more difficult unless I use that to my advantage like I just I've always wanted to do something where like something with like racism or discrimination Mm -hmm. because I go to a lot of sporting events I go to Disneyland and places like this and I notice like especially like if I'm with like Demario Mm -hmm. or like one of our friends who you know not just a tiny little white girl mm-hmm. the way that security like will extra screen people and it pisses mm-hmm. me off mm-hmm. like i could even bad example but i was in kentucky with one of my girlfriends and her boyfriend who's black mm-hmm. and we both had ripped jeans on and they let me in the bar and not him and i'm mm-hmm. like why the what because i'm a girl like they're like well it's just different i'm like how is it different is mm-hmm. it because he's a man is it because he's black like what what's the difference i was like we don't want to be at your fucking bar then <laughs> yeah. but i noticed just like with the way my purse is checked at disneyland and granted I usually have some weed pens in there so I'm I'm happy about the screening right they do my job (laughs) but the thing is I'm like sometimes like especially like Staples Center like they'll just like kind of look in my bag and then just pass it through and I'm like I could have a knife in there I could have a small gun like you don't know and it's just like I've always wanted to do something where I go undercover and just get people of all different ages races genders and just see like why, why is it that you're not screening the white girl but you're screening the black guy why is it that you're not you know it's just like could be a digital something that you could do actually. yeah you like think about that i just i want to do something like that where even like i mean i also thought like doing like a prosthetics or something like that would be I fun so say, i'm like, legit undercover you could, you could do undercover we we used to take people all the time when i was in, in charge of the special investigations unit which was drugs guns and gangs so we did a lot of prostitutions things so what we would do oh. is uh, well, our girlfriends at the time or whatever, our wives or whatever, we would have them come in. They'd have to sign some paperwork. <laughs> and basically they would dress really skanky. They, you know, not, not <laughs> that sounds ma- so fun. Not wear, make- not wear makeup. Hilarious. Not wear makeup. Like really kind of look trashy because, listen, if you look too good, the, most of the guys, right. the Johns are going to be like, yeah, right. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that one is just my lucky day. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we put them out there and, and they would sit on the corner and they're all wired up. And they there's a basically as long as there's a, there's a, a verbal communication between the two of you where they agree to you know I'll suck your dick for 20 bucks as soon as they you know <laughs> and they say that the, and they say the amount mm-hmm. as soon as they say the amount they're done because you can say they always thought oh it's entrapment if you say no listen if, hey do you want to ride yeah I want to ride what for uh, you know I want some head okay cool well it's 20 bucks mm-hmm. okay let's do it as soon as they say that we pull up behind and we get out and you just stand still and they get, they get I mean, arrested. do blowjobs really go for twenty bucks? I, I was, uh, <laughs> dude, I was in a car. We know wa- I'm not giving a blowjob <laughs> yeah. for twenty dollars. Uh, well, where I'm from, it's a little different than out here. LA's a little bit more high class. Yeah. I was, um, I would be the John sometimes, where I would go after the prostitutes. Okay. And I had one where it was, uh, we did a lot of them because I, you know, I looked very young for my age. I got on when I was twenty. Yeah. So I would go out there, and they had no clue I was a cop. And I had girls get in the car and be like, "Hey, listen, I'll blow you for a pack of cigarettes right now." Oh, oh no. my god. Yeah, yeah. That's so, some desperation. Right. 
man. And it's funny. I remember that when I was like, shit, is that enough for the to give the code word for an arrest? Like, like, can we <laughs> barter for barter for cigarettes? Is that technically illegal? I you know, mean, I, was cigarettes like, that, she, I think she might have found a loophole. You know, wow. but um, but yeah. So you, it, I don't think you want to go that route. She Probably might, not that route. Not but route. I've always wanted to like you know wear a wire and just like catch someone doing some shady shit. And uh-huh. like I'm a great actress. I know I could totally just like get into character and do that. You but definitely have to. Everyone knows your face though, so you. That's to the thing. That's why yeah. I'm like I would either have to be doing it as me, right? But like. You know, like, right, so right, they wouldn't right, know, right. obviously, why I'm there. You're an undercover agent. Exactly. You're an agent for the government or the state. You're yeah. working for, you're Sheena, but you're also 007. Yeah. Or 008, whatever you want to be. Like, I've just, I've always, I think ever since, like, Never Been Kissed came out, I'm like, oh, I want to go back to high school. Like, I want to do some work. <laughs> oh you God, can go God. back to high school. Yeah. yeah. But even, like, there's this show um, called What Would You Do mm-hmm. with John Quinones, where they have a bunch of, hit, like, a hidden camera type of show. I yep. think it would be so fun, yep. too. Where they have a bunch of hidden cameras, they set up fake scenarios, yep. and then they just see how real people interact. I'm like, wait, I want to be one of those actors. Like, that would be so yeah, it's fun. Like but moral it's like, and ethical dilemmas. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you were to see blatant racism mm-hmm. or some Absolutely. type of mistreatment, how would that person react other yeah. than to step in? Yeah, see, it's a great show. Yeah. It's a great show. I love it. I think it just came back on. Yeah, it's I a great it. show. But I just, I've always wanted to do that. So I'm like, I wanted to ask you about, because obviously you were undercover. You can't say so much. Yeah. But I just, I think. We'll hook you up. Yeah. We'll I have a question about I work with LA County. Okay. So, cool. okay, they say it's so like in the like hooker situation. If I was yeah. a hooker yeah. and I asked someone, are you a police officer? Yep. Do they have to say yes? Absolutely not. Okay, I just did a, I just don't did you a, think that's a okay, rumor? Interesting. That a, a very yeah, it's a, yeah, you can hit me rumor. with all those questions. I just said a whole thing on that. You know, as far as like, you know, when I, w- I used to be a drug dealer all the time, that was like my big role. Uh-huh. And they'd always be like, you know. What kind of drugs? <clears throat> everything. Coke, ecstasy, weed, you name it. I was pushing kilos, right? Wow. And and the thing is, they, they'd get it where it's like you have a kilo on the table and they're like, all right, you up first. They want me to try my own shit. And it's like, and would it actually be cocaine, or would yeah, it be like, yeah, oh, okay. no, it's a reverse buy. We're not letting them leave there with that. Yeah, but th- it's in the but room. But it's really there. It's, it's in not the room. Flour I'm, I, or I was something. undercover for the DEA a lot, so it was one of those things where it was big movement. We mm-hmm. weren't going after the nickel and dime stuff. So they think by you know saying, try your own shit, that I'm going to say no because I'm a cop, and if I do do it, then there's no way I can be a cop, mm-hmm. right? But what they don't understand is. I can get pre-approval to do that. Wow. So I'm like, let's, so I'm like, let's go. No, I really don't want to do it, but, <laughs> but, but I will and I have. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he's straight. Then obviously we're good. Here's the, 32, here's the 36 grand, whatever it was at the time. Make the exchange. And then when they walk outside, they're getting banned by a whole SWAT team. You know. But, wow. Um, so the, the, that whole thing, if it was that simple, everyone would just say, are you a cop? And yeah, be right. game over. It's not that easy. I will say that the criminals have a lot of advantages in this, but that's not one of them. You know, you can't say, oh, you're a yeah. cop. Yeah, you got me. Sorry. <laughs> never mind. See, never mind. I'm just going to take my kilo and go home. It doesn't work like that. I'm sorry for the criminals out there. What yeah. do you think are some of the advantages that criminals have in that situation? So many. What can they say or do to like, test it and find out if, if it's a real situation or a setup? I mean, we, it is very – I wouldn't say they have any advantages – there really isn't much. I mean, honestly, they would just have to do their homework and okay. it would be it would involve researching the person prior to making that deal. If they're going to try to add, there's no thing they can ask or no thing they can do. I can tell you that we are not allowed as agents of the state to allow a, cr- a crime to occur in front of us. So if, if you were the drug dealer and Sheena was there and she's just a, a, a bystander and I'm the supposedly the supplier and you put a gun to her head and I have a gun on me. I have to act. Oh, okay. So if I feel like you're going to kill her or hurt her, 
I have an obligation where if I feel I can make a difference to step in and make sure that doesn't occur. Okay. So that's one way Thank you, you. Could, that's one way, <laughs> that's one way you could get me because at that point uh-huh. you're going to put your gun in, at her, but I'm going to put my gun in your face. Mm. So, you know, that's one way to give it a little that's bit of a scary. standoff. But other than that, I don't mean we have to be safe. Like we don't have to wear wires. That's another thing. You can check me for a wire. 90% of the time I never wore a wire when I was undercover hmm. because you can put a little box in the room and the box will tell you if anybody's transmitting a signal out of that room. So I would refuse to wear wires because oh. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to end up in a river somewhere. Yeah, right. Um, so there's, there's ways criminals are always evolving and then police are evolving on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have ways to check backgrounds and check criminal records. That's why we have them just in case. Depends on how high you go on the food chain. You so know? you have a fake criminal record online for your yeah. fake identity. Correct. So wow. I have an ID in my pocket. Oh. I have an ID in my pocket right now that's separate from my real ID that I always keep just in case because you never know who you're going to run into. But if they had ran me before using me, they wanted to check my background. If I said, yeah, I had an assault in Massachusetts, they would see that. So What's on your record for your fake identity? It was nothing crazy. It was petty shit. Okay. It was like, uh, you know, a couple of assaults, you know, a couple of possession charges, nothing okay. crazy because otherwise they'd be like, okay, so he should have been in prison for that. Yeah. Right. And then now it's like, well, did you know so-and-so in D-Block? And now it's like, fuck, I don't know so-and-so uh-huh. in D-Block, so I'm in trouble. So it was huh. all petty shit, but it was enough that they knew I wasn't, you know, I could handle myself yeah. and that, I, you know, I was legit. I was legit. Wow. That's, That's so interesting. I love yeah. that. What's she, like? She goes, I love that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, like, one of the things, like, especially like, when we go out to, like, Palm Springs and stuff, sometimes it'll just be her and I just bought a house out there. Congrats. And thank you. Congrats. But, like, there's, like, been nights where we just, like, sit at home, just the two of us, and just put on Investigation Discovery and just watch all of these, like, murder mysteries. I mean, she and right. I get really into the Amanda Knox trials yeah, that's a yes. with me, which I love. There's so many good, there's so many, I don't want to say good ones, but there's so many mysteries out there. People love a good mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really do. I mean, it sucks because a lot of them are reality, but America loves a good mystery. They like to be armchair detectives and kind of go along with it and, and try yeah. to figure it out themselves. Yeah. And you have researched the O.J. Simpson case and I, trial a lot. I had, my, I had a whole special yes. one. Yeah. Yeah. What are your, I guess, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? But I mean, more, more specific than that. I mean. Yeah. It's interesting because I was out here for a meeting regarding that because to summarize, there was a guy who basically believed that Jason Simpson, his son, had had killed Nicole. Wow. And OJ was covering for him. Uh, so the show was called Is OJ Innocent? And spoiler alert, he's not innocent. As far as I'm concerned. What? I, no I, I believe he's not innocent, Plot but, twist. Yeah, but more importantly, <laughs> I believe I was able to disprove this theory. This guy wrote a book on it and everything that Jason did it. And I was able to disprove it by going back to a time card that Jason had and finding the company that created the time, uh, the time machine that they used at that time to clock in and out. Um, so I ruled him out, but we did come to the conclusion that based on the facts and circumstances, I do believe there was someone else with him. Wow. I don't know how involved they were, but he was, I don't know how deep you want to go into this, but let's get he, deep. Basically, <laughs> basically he was in his yard and his yard at Rockingham. He was getting ready to go on a plane to mm-hmm. Chicago for a commercial or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been proven that he was out in his yard with his suitcases, ready to get picked up by a limo for his flight. Mm-hmm. He was chipping golf balls. He wasn't planning on going anywhere. He was outside just waiting for the limo to show up. And then all of a sudden he ends up at Nicole's condo, which wasn't far away, but Something to me happened in that moment where he decided that I got to go confront Nicole right now. So to me, someone came to him and said something that fired him up. And he said, this is something that needs to be addressed now. And what gives more credence to that is there's a book that came out called If I Did It. Right. Mm-hmm. It was originally titled uh, 
uh, I did it, but they changed it for legal reasons. But <laughs> yeah. in that book, in <laughs> pretty that, damning to come out and say I did yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> in, in that, and there's a lot more to it. The uh, uh, Ron Goldman's. Uh, um, a family got involved and they sued and they got the mm-hmm. rights to the books to get the proceeds, et cetera, all this. So that's why they changed the title. Uh, if is like a yes. microscopic yeah, kind of title. Right. Great read if you haven't read it. I have not, phenomenal. but I want to. It's phenomenal. Okay. But in the book, OJ tells uh, Pablo Fevez, who wrote the book, um, well, if I did it, you know I couldn't have done it alone, right? But here's what mm. happens. I interviewed Pablo and he said during that interview – Every moment, OJ kept going in and out of like first person and hypothetical and like actually like it sounded like he was just regurgitating what he remembered. Right. And he's like, you know, let's just call this person Charlie. But if I did it, Charlie came to my house, told me something I didn't like. And I said, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to our house right now. Then you're coming with me because if it ain't true, it's your ass. Wow. And Charlie was like, no, 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 OJ, let's just wait. Let's just wait. But they went over there. And when they showed up, not expecting to see uh, you know, Ron there. Ron there, and that's when it went down. And it's so funny because it's not funny. I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> it all comes back to a pair of glasses. Because yes. if Nicole hadn't dropped her glasses, at the Ron restaurant. wouldn't have uh-huh. went over there. And yet, and so when OJ shows up at that exact moment, this is what caused this all to transpire. And and from what the book says, the reason OJ knew that uh, Ron had been there before was that Cato, their dog, they had a dog named mm-hmm. Cato, it was an Akita. They named it Cato because it was lazy after Cato Kalin. Oh, right. Wow. When the dog came out, and it was a violent dog, it came out and started wagging its tail when it saw Ron Goldman. And that, oh. and, and that, that was the indicator to OJ, allegedly, that he knew he had been there before with wow. Nicole, and he was very possessive, allegedly. So Is there's a lot to it. Is proof that Ron had slept with Nicole or had been over there before? No proof. Okay. No proof of it. I mean, you know, you can make your own assumptions. I would never – I don't know. Okay. But I know that she was dressed a certain way, and there was so – allegedly there was music and candles, and uh, Ron Goldman was an extremely attractive guy. Yeah. And uh, Nicole was extremely attractive mm-hmm. as well, and she was single. You know, I mean, OJ wanted his cake and eat it too. Like, he didn't want to be with her, but he was – he wanted to be with her, but he also wanted to see other women. Mm-hmm. So um, – I do believe someone went with him. I really do. Yeah. I believe someone went over there with him because there was something he, someone told him at that moment where he was like, fuck the flight. I'm going over there right now. And that's why when he went back to allegedly again, we got to keep saying this is all right. alleged. Alleged. when he went back to Rockingham, you know, the limo driver who I interviewed allegedly saw a man run into the house. And then two seconds later, the lights came on and OJ comes to the door and goes, Oh, give me a couple more minutes. I'm running a little late, you know? <laughs> so, and his bags were already outside on yeah. the, it's just so much, uh-huh. but I, I don't, I don't, I, he could have done it as alone easily, but the question is why in that moment it wasn't premeditated. He would have set it up better. He wouldn't have had a flight. Something in that moment, whatever it was, another another man. There's some other things I won't say that it could have been that we came up across um, that f- made him want to go over at that very moment. And unfortunately, Ron was just, just, just happened to be at the wrong place yeah, at the wrong time. That's so sad. How old are you? How old do you think I am? Well, I thought we were about the same age, but I'm I feel 35. like you might be younger. 35. Okay, yeah, so I'm 34. Yeah. Okay, so we were same. I mean, all the same age. Yeah. But like, I remember. I think so. What was it like? It was sixth grade. I was definitely in junior high when the trials were going on, and I just remember sitting in class, and it was like the only day that we didn't have to do any work, and yep. we yes. just watched yep. that. So like, being so young as a kid, and then now it's your adult life to be able to investigate yeah. so like you were that nine, murder. You were nine. I was ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another. I got a lot of criticism. They're like, you were ten years old when it happened. I'm like, that's why I should be doing it. Yeah. Because I have no preconceived notions yeah i have no no incentive either way if i think you know one way i'll call it if i think it's the other it's the other and i came in and treated it as my own case we get to talk to all the lead detectives and 
Yeah, no, it definitely is. It's a crazy case. Yeah. It's a crazy case. I think unless something's solved, no one should criticize how old or who is looking into yeah. something. No. Yeah. Like, well, it hasn't been solved by now, so let's get a fresh Well, according to LAPD, they're, they're like, this case is solved. You, you call them and you say, so what about – they're like, listen, it's solved. It wow, just the guy just sad. wasn't convicted, you know. Is that yeah. simple? As far as they're concerned, they got the guy. He was the only one there, and and the 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 DNA supported that. But unfortunately, due to you know mm-hmm. certain things, Mark, for, we can get into all that. Oh, but yeah. there were things where the the lawyers, the defense attorney, did enough to prove you know some doubt, put some doubt in the jury's minds, and totally. they cleared him, and he can never be charged again, no matter yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. He could come Double sit on jeopardy. this microphone right now and say, "I did it," and guess what? <laughs> That Nothing. is such a fucked up it is. Is, that, is, that, is our judicial yeah. system not shit? I mean, that this is, is my problem. This is my problem. Yeah. It's not, there shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be like a game. Like, oh, you know what? You got away with it once. Good job. Like, because, you know, if you came in here and said I did yeah. it, like, okay, you then you go to jail. That's yeah. common right. sense. But like, there's loopholes. And this is why sometimes it's a love-hate relationship with lawyers. Because lawyers don't always, you know, both sides, they use the loopholes and the technicalities mm-hmm. to win. Right. Because the laws are not written perfectly. And so they can use those technicalities to win if they're really good. And that's yeah. what they do. I've been in cases that I've lost where I've known I was right, but because of a technicality in the way this, the law is written and how it's interpreted by the, the court, mm-hmm. you lose. Can't leave any reasonable doubt. That's it? Yeah. I mean, even just it's like, you know, the way you can like find a certain piece of evidence, but it's like if you didn't go about it the right way, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's inadmissible. And it's like, absolutely, what? Absolutely. And then, again, it's not – you can seize it legally, but then if they're able to prove your, your credibility in any way, it could be conjecture, but just something mm-hmm. that's a, a kernel in the jury's mind – it doesn't have to be proven, but now that it's there, mm-hmm. it could grow into something. And if they don't believe you, even though they believe the evidence, they may they may discount that evidence and then for the person walks. So crazy. Yeah. Have you ever done jury duty or sat like on a jury? No, and, and, and I have never been asked to. I don't even know if I can. I was going to say, are you allowed yeah. to? Yeah, I've never been asked to, but I know if the first day I got there, uh-huh. they would say, what did you do for a career? Right. And they'd be like, get the fuck You're out. out. <laughs> get the fuck out. The defense attorney would be like, fuck right. you. So yeah. So that's never going to happen. Did me. you ever watch um, the show with Sasha Baron Cohen, the Who is America, the episode with OJ? I, who, who did he interview? Did you see it? Yeah, I'm so all no, of so it. I forget yeah, the OJ He interviewed now. someone. No, it was him and OJ. Oh, Liter- yeah. Yeah, no, so it's like seen- literally the two of them like in like a hotel room. I forget. He said he was like, I don't know, some like French photographer, whatever it was. He had like five different characters he played on this show. Uh-huh. And there was like a chick in there like that he had. And then it's like him and OJ and he keeps like making all of these jokes and just like. Did he say like, I want to, I want to take a stab at it. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I, I do. I think I do remember. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. it was like, just like seeing like his reactions and stuff. It's like, and how is this a... guy not in prison? It's crazy. Yeah. I it's... mean, he went to prison for a little bit after the robbery. Oh, he went so, for yeah. a long time. What was, how long was he in there? 10 years or less? I thought it was longer than oh, that. I know okay. he got thirty. I know he got thirty-three years. I don't okay. know how many years he served, but they they threw the book at him. And some people believe that was because they they felt he got mm-hmm. off in L.A. Mm-hmm. and they're like, he ain't getting off here. I know he got like thirty-three years, but he didn't do he right. didn't do that. His anymore. attitude. I forget. He like stood in front of a judge or something where they aired um, his speech to him, and he just like dodged all responsibility for everything. Yeah. In well, that. look at him now. Yeah. He's on yeah. Twitter. I mean, it takes. Listen, if he did it or he didn't. Oh do no, it, he's on Twitter now. Yeah, like, if he what? did it, which is crazy because he's like almost illiterate. Have you seen some of his letters and stuff that he's written? I mean, I've for, seen some of the letters he wrote. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, for yeah. being a USC grad, I mean, he cannot spell his no grammar. I, I mean, mean, he was an athlete. I know, but still, <laughs> a I mean, really fucking good one. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He was one of the best running backs of yeah, all time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he did his thing, but 
He's got some balls. Mm-hmm. He's got some balls because whether he did it or not, I've tweeted back at him. Not that he's going to tweet at me, but maybe you know he he's got some. You ball. never know. I would just I would just go away. Yeah, you know if your family's been through so much, yeah. your children have been through so much. Go if you hiding. did it, you got away with it. Congrats. Yeah. Go away. If you didn't do it, congratulations. You're out now. Uh-huh. Go away. Yes. Just go we don't away. care about your opinion. Yeah. And honestly, again, whole different fact. But the media, everyone, they play into it. Mm-hmm. You give him a voice. Bank on it. We're on this podcast right now. He's going to have a podcast or a show. Oh, for sure. Bank on it. I mean, there have been That's so crazy. many shows made about him. We're in and LA. Like, and he was an it, actor as well. It's so happening. It's like, Someone's going to say, I'm, sure. I'm biting the bullet. Let's give OJ a reality show. Yeah. And guess what? People are going to fucking watch. Yeah. Well, you do have a verified account. So the more you tweet at other verified accounts, they're usually bound to see it and respond. I, I don't say very nice things to him. So <laughs> I don't think, I, he's probably going to block me soon. Do you want me to tweet at him? Yeah, please. Yo, OJ. OJ. <laughs> Sup? Yeah. When I was uh, four years old, my so I was, it was 94 that... Yeah, that the murder happened with OJ? 90, 97, I thought. Oh, 97. Yeah. No, no, you made 92. No, no, no. Because I, I know I was in junior okay. high when... The trial was. So I don't remember when the murder happened, but I skipped a grade. I, I, 96 to 98 was when the trial was. Okay. Yeah. I think the murder happened in 94, which I was four or five around that time. And my mom was obsessed, could not stop watching it yeah. and all of that. So then when we came to visit um, my aunt and uncle here in California when I was five years old, my mom made my grandma drive us <laughs> to O.J. Simpson's house. And I have a picture with my mom in his stop driveway. It. of I'm like this little girl. I have no idea where we are. And it's my mom and I in O.J. Simpson's driveway. And I think my mom stole his newspaper too oh my god and you're right june 12 1994 yeah there we go uh-huh. yeah yeah no it's crazy i I'll went to the house the house the house the nicole simpson's house it's it's eerie because it's very similar still mm-hmm. yeah and you can envision like what went down there the, the 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 corridor is still there and it's um his house they knocked down right they knocked down and they changed it slightly but it's still got the same kind of layout the same wall but it is, it is very different than, yeah. than what it was because obviously they, nobody really wanted it the way it was right. but um, Nicole's house is very very similar they changed the front so people wouldn't recognize it all the time but people still know yeah. what it is I yeah. want to go drive by it you're, <laughs> you're that person yes I'm absolutely that person I've driven around did you follow the Robert Durst case at all um, he was like the billionaire from New York I know the name but okay. no, I don't follow the case he no. had murdered what they think allegedly murdered his wife in the 70s his friend who knew about his wife's murder in the 90s and then two other people and they think maybe even more than that Mm. throughout it um Mm. but he was like a billionaire family and i watched his case and he had the show on hbo called the jinx about his whole case but i've driven past every place that is a like a, a spot that what do you guys think about someone. what do you guys think about one because it's out here once upon a time in hollywood i haven't seen okay it yet. so i just saw it i did go to a very late showing and yeah. i was a little tired so <laughs> i think there's maybe about 30 minutes i missed of the okay. movie you, you missed 30 great minutes now. yeah no I, I need to see it again because i want to go it was like we saw like an 11 o'clock showing i had no idea it was a three-hour movie right so it's like you know by like around like 1 a.m i'm like kind of nodding off a little so i want to see it again before i make like a full assessment it's incredible yeah yeah. No, I mean, and Quentin Tarantino, I mean, yeah. Incredible. Amazing. I was with, um, you guys ever, CSI? So I was with the creator, yeah. I was with the creator of CSI, Anthony Zyker. Uh-huh. And uh, we were talking about it yesterday. And and I think Anthony Zyker is a genius. Yeah. And he was like, Derek, that's some of the best writing I've ever seen in my life. It was yeah. incredible. It was absolutely genius, the way he did it. And the little, the little 
you gotta yeah you gotta see it again. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's listening, but it's incredible and it has a great story, a great message at the end. Yeah, totally. So it's a great. No, movie. I, I definitely I saw the end. I saw the beginning. There's a, a little bit in between that I missed, and I'm like, yeah. this is the problem with the Marina Del Rey, like the AMC. Uh, they have like a dine-in theater, mm-hmm. so it's like full dinner, alcohol, recliner chairs. You just get way see, too comfy. Keyword was there? It it's was like a perfect alcohol. setup for a She's like, I was tired. Yeah. It's like. Well, yeah. okay. Four I, rosés. Yeah. I always do hit my weed pen before a movie. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you, yeah, so you, were, you were in a different zone. A couple drinks, and then, and then I was like, shit, I've been so excited to see this movie. So I just need to see it again. Because, it's, I mean, most good movies, I'm going to see, see more it. than one time. So you haven't seen, see it it you I have not seen it yet? You need, I, I can't sit through movies. My ADD is too bad. This movie <laughs> Yeah, but this is like, it's really good. And it like, I mean, And it's based on a true cast. story, except for the, you know, the ending changes. Yeah. But it's based on a true story. Yeah. And it's just, it, you know, Charles Manson, I mean, it's a great movie. I want to see it because they were filming it when I lived in Hollywood. So they had closed down the street and changed uh-huh. all the storefronts uh, for it. Yeah. And so I saw, I drove past it and saw them change all of the Hollywood stuff. Yeah. But now I want to see it in theaters. That was incredible. They all killed it. Mm-hmm. All the actors and then actresses, and they killed it. it yeah. Great. I mean, it's like, Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leo like killed, yeah. Really they they were on cast. fire. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's a home run for sure. Definitely. And I love the, the message at the end for the family that would watch it and yeah. Sharon Tate's family and stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it doesn't always end in a good way, but it's the storytelling. You can still have a great movie and not sensationalize someone's death, yeah. someone's tragic death. And it's, I think it's, I hope it's a thing that happens more in the future. Yeah. It was incredible. But damn, that, the, Ending with the yeah, I was just like, holy shit. that was that was that was Quentin Tarantino yeah. doing his oh, thing. Yeah, he had absolutely. to put that in there. Yeah, he had to get I'd, that in there. If it wasn't in there, it wouldn't be his movie. Yeah, but even just like the girl like going crazy and scream. I mean, I would have yeah. killed that bitch. Like, just yeah. shut up. Yeah, okay, no. I need to see this. Yeah, you definitely need, we to, need see to see it, it again. It's gonna. I think I don't yeah. know shit about movie theaters. Like you know, movies as far as who, you know who wins awards, but like that movie should win like every oh, award. Oh, it will. Yeah. It was fuck. It was It'll, incredible. Yeah, be nominated for sure. It was incredible. Okay. I have yeah. a question. Did you follow the John Benet Ramsey case at all? Yeah. I, Who do you I, think killed her? You know, I got to be careful because multiple people have already been sued for that one. And I've talked oh, wow. about it. I go on Dr. Oz a lot and cover these cases. Mm-hmm. And I saw the special when they did it with uh, CBS. Yes. And they think this, the, the brother, uh, yeah. Burke, killed him. But there's people who also think there was an older brother who could have been involved. Interesting. Or you listen, you have to be. I, I haven't worked the case personally, so yeah. I'm, I don't believe in conjecture. But it could be enough. There could be just some random transient mm-hmm. who came in there and did it. And it just it's easy to point to a sibling or someone who had immediate access. And, and in fact, it mm-hmm. was someone who was the groundskeeper. Real quick story. We, we just had a colleague work a case, a cold case from 1988 in Rhode Island. We all thought that it was either a parent or a, a brother or a sister. All these years, she went to a convenience store. She would disappeared. She was found days later in a river. She was dead. Fast forward to about a month ago. There was blood in her underwear. We couldn't really connect it to anybody. Some person submits some DNA for an ancestry thing. Oh, gosh. It connects back to one of his relatives. Come to find out that relative's blood matches the blood found in this girl. Christine Cole. You can look it up. Okay. Blood matches her underwear. Come to find out this guy had zero connection to Christine Cole. He just happened to be living above the convenience store at the time when she went there. But you never would have. Wow. Nobody, right. nobody worked in this case thought that so you know what i mean like it's wow. easy to point to the people that that are involved in her life and and in most cases that is the situation yeah but something like that it, they they the the ramsey family could have just been in a really bad situation mm-hmm. but most people most experts who have worked it do believe there's a family connection but there's been not enough to prove that in court so as mm. of right now you're innocent until proven right. guilty mm-hmm. 
So tell me a little more about your book, Undercover oh, yeah. Edge, yep. which you sent me yes. a copy of. Thank yes. you. Yes. I'm terrible at reading. You so didn't fucking read it. Of course not. No, no I, I, I have about 15 <laughs> she, books Listen, I did she want to read it. I was like, I'm going to send it to you. But she's like, yeah, send it and to I'm my like, mom. Wait, this She's like, send so... it to my mom. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Send it to me. I'll read it. I read. I have no, it good. at home. But <laughs> no, it's just uh, for me, like, again, just with the big brother, like watching it multiple days a week, it's like my attention span when it comes to reading, I need to just be like hyper focused mm -hmm. and I don't read a lot of books, but a lot of my listeners do like reading books. Right. And you can so, do it on you can do it on Audible and all that stuff yeah. too. So if they don't want to buy the book. Um Is that something like did you always like want to be a writer or nope, write a book or is this just No. Nope, <laughs> no. Nope, okay. No, I know I, you know it was something it was a bucket list thing. I have two daughters Love that. and you know I'm by by no means like a scholar. You know, so it was something where I just basically wanted to prove that I could do it. And I thought there was a mess. I didn't want to just write it because I was on television or whatever. So I decided, you know, everyone asked me how I won Big Brother. And it wasn't like a strategy for the game. Mm -hmm. I used the undercover skills and techniques through interview and interrogation skills that I learned from the FBI, DEA yeah. to be successful. So I basically incorporated those undercover skills with my business degree and translated it into some type of, you know, approach that anybody can use, whether it's in business, whether it's in relationships, to learn mannerisms about the people you're speaking with so you can s develop stronger personal and, bus uh, and business relationships. Uh -huh. So it's really something for everyone. But, again, it's kind of a self-help book. It's something, yeah. you know, there's some stories about my past in there. I was in a shooting, how I overcame that yes. using these techniques, things like that. So maybe it's for someone and maybe it isn't. I, I, I'm happy I wrote it. I dedicated it to my daughters. So it's one of those things. It's timeless. I'll be gone. The book will still be here. And that's why I did it. How old are your daughters? Six and six and three. Oh, those yeah. are super yeah. funny. They're yeah. so cute. Yeah. So I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I want to get into some Big Brother stuff. So okay. you, do you have you ever seen the show? I've seen pieces of it. And we I know two people who are on it currently. Right. So I want to get into that. Uh -huh. But, everybody knows everybody on this season. <laughs> okay, we talked so, about this last night. Yeah, I know. So I wanted to ask you more about that. Yeah. Okay, so you are locked in this house for what, 90 days? Depends. Uh, for me, it was 97. This house, I believe it's going to be 99. Wow. Do you ever, I remember because back when I used to watch it, I remember sometimes like you would get to leave the house and go on like to like a movie premiere, things like that. Do they still yeah. do those type of things? Sometimes it's a uh, uh, like a perk, like an America's perk, but it uh -huh. doesn't happen every season. My season, a couple house guests got to go to the Dallas Cowboys training camp Ooh. but for the most part you do not leave that house yeah wow. unless it's a medical emergency you're stuck there unless you either get evicted or you self-evict what if you wanted like a spa day do you get like massages <laughs> at the house like yeah, good luck with can that. they do anything like that good luck with that i mean sometimes there's like perks or incentives like if you win a comp but, yeah. yeah for the most part and the house is not big it looks big on tv but it's not big and it's it's designed that way it's yeah. designed to break you Totally. That, we need to find. Just we just I did mean, a spa finder giveaway. We need to yeah. find. We should find one of the Big Brother people. Give them one. Give right. Them so Who do you know on the show? Holly so, and so same Jackson. People. Same yeah. people. Same people. But um, should we try to get a hold of them and escape them for a spa day? I know, right? No, because well, I mean that's like one of the well, like one of Janet and I's favorite things to oh. do is you know we have our spa day. Yes. So I'm like I I mean first of all I don't think I could ever be locked away for that long without my phone. Uh, no, yeah, but like you brutal. know we need we need our massages on a regular basis. Well, yes. Mickey Mickey just so, did get something from America. Jackson, as you know him, but his last name's Mickey. Okay, so they call him Mickey in there, and he just won something from America. One of the most hated house 
podcast. Oh, oh nice. So they sent him on a field trip where he could be possibly put on the block, but fortunately he won in one safety. But yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, not good. We need to escape Jackson for first. Jackson, yeah. Jackson's had a rough go of it. So, so far. just so you know, because we were just talking about this. So Spa Finder, it's um, literally like the world's best-selling spa gift card. It has a network that includes like thousands of spas, salons, fitness studios, and it's all over the U.S. So it's not just like something in L.A. Mm-hmm. Maybe if your wife, you know, wants an escape day and get massages, facials, blowouts, even yoga, all mm-hmm. that. So um, even though it's summer, you know, summer's coming to an end. It can still be stressful in the summer. He can add to that stress. So I want all of you guys to get your relaxation on and leave your anxiety behind. Spa Finder gift cards never expire. There are new spas that are being added to the network all the time. And here are two great things. So for a limited time, Spa Finder is giving a special offer to all my shenanigans listeners. You just visit www.spafinder.com slash Sheena. Take 12% off $50 or more. Use your promo code Sheena. That's S-C-H-E-A-N-A at checkout. And again, spafinder.com slash Sheena. Or use promo code Sheena and take 12% off your $50 or more purchase. And this offer expires Labor Day weekend, September 2nd. So get on it, people. I was just on their website for our giveaway. And yeah. they have a bunch of really fancy hotels yeah. there, like spas and like some of the fancier hotels. Yeah. yeah. give one of the big brother house guests. I, yeah. I the think winner. so. The winner okay, gets one. But, okay, so going back to that. So yeah. we know... Holly and Jackson. Mm-hmm. Won't say who, but Holly and I are um, Eskimo sisters. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I met her. This, is a, this was our conversation last yeah, night. Yeah, so he knows too, but we're not going to go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, <laughs> so I've never been like really warm and cuddly with her because yeah. I'm like, Ugh, this is how I met you. That's awkward, yeah. And like we have oh, a similar I think look. She's sweet. She's well, been, whatever. I, she's, she's okay in the show. She's 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 one of the more like house guys. She's kind of indifferent. Have you seen the before and after photos from her Facebook? I'm, is okay. she is it the same person? No, no, no. I'm saying I don't know if that's the same person. Because I only know her looking like this really pretty brunette. Remember when we were looking through my old photos? They're like you're like no, this but is you why can still everybody... tell it's you. That's when I saw those. I'm like, are people just putting these photos out? Like that's not her. I think that is her, and I think she just had a well, little bit of work up. done. Oh, yeah, good yeah. for you, girl. No <laughs> comment on my end. No comment. I haven't seen them. She's beautiful before, beautiful after. She's I just thought it was two different yeah. people. She's, she's absolutely beautiful. She's gorgeous. All, every single girl in that house is absolutely yeah. CBS, everyone's beautiful. <laughs> yes. You know, okay, so Jackson, a.k.a. Mickey. Yeah. I've never met him. Janet you never knows met him. him. No, I never wow. met him. Wow, okay. Yeah, he, he's from uh, Tennessee, right? He's from Tennessee. Yeah, he's not from, from Nashville, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, okay, I, I've only met Jackson a handful of times. Um, he used to, before he went on the show, lived with uh, someone I'm not friends with anymore. And, um, wow, this is just this is <laughs> juicy. It's, we always spill the tea here. But the one thing I know about Jackson is he, I've never seen anybody that eats more than he does. Dude, that's as they claim the fame in the house. Like, it's there's, disgusting. Like, All he does is eat. I Isn't, went over there one morning... And uh, we were, I was picking up his roommate and we were going out to breakfast and he, his Postmates guy was bringing in his food as I was walking up to the front door and he got six breakfast meals from Denny's and four milkshakes. And How? it was like pancakes, French toast, like an omelet, like, and they all had like hash browns and sides and like fruit and stuff. And he ate all of it. Then later went to Chick-fil-A and got like $40 worth of Chick-fil-A and then had four large pizzas for dinner. And dude, have you seen him lately? He's shredded. He's absolutely shredded. He's gaining a little weight in the house now because everybody does. In yeah. There. But he it, he came in the house. I mean, I don't know how he did it, but he 
He has to shredded. eat between ten and 20,000 calories a day. He's, he's shredded. Are yeah, him and Holly acting like they don't know each other? Because literally, yeah. like, we have the same mutual friends. I don't so know like, if they've ever met. I've never seen them in the same room together. I just feel like it would be well, crazy that if they didn't I was telling other. Sheena last night, because it's not a secret, they're sleeping together in the house. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. So that's, that was on the live feed, so I'm not telling anybody anybody does they don't already know. I'm trying to think. So wait, are they... Hold on. I'm trying to think who... There's a roundabout way that they're kind of Eskimo sister and brother already. Well, I got a better one Wait. for you. I got a better one for you. There's a girl in the house named Cat, and the uh-huh. first week in the house, allegedly, her uh, Mickey slept with Cat, and Cat and Holly know each other outside oh. the house. They had like a familiarity. We were talking about oh, this right. with pageants. Yes, but Kat, Mickey broke things off with Cat in the house and said they could just be like friends. And then he started a relationship with Holly's. But Holly and Kat in the house are like good friends. Like they're cool weird. with it. It's a weird. Oh. And the three of them, the three of them are like, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting these. You guys can't see right now, but I'm getting these looks that like this is something they may have, may or may not have experienced something I've, similar in the past. I've said Sheena and I have never let a guy get between us. But they've just been between both of us. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, my God. We've been Eskimo sisters many times over. But yeah. We're but... always really cool about it. We asked permission first. And yeah, there's yeah. been times where we've said no. And times where we've said yes. But then there have been times where, like, I refer one to her, she refers one <laughs> right. to me. Well, that's really good. You're cutting out program. the guys who don't cut it. Yeah, yeah. Sharon is caring. Right. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> this is LA, you know? Who do you think this season is playing the smartest game? And if you were in the house, who would you align with? Um, huh. This season is very weak gameplay wise. You know, that's um, what I've heard. Yeah, it's very weak gameplay wise. Um, Tommy's playing a pretty good game. There's a couple outsiders that I would like to see make it to the end. Uh, Cliff, Nicole, Jess, uh, even Cat to an extent. Uh, although she's not, I, I don't think she's playing a great game. But the the, the level of gameplay to co- in comparison to like last season, mm-hmm. it's not. A, there's no comparison. So it's the bar has kind of been set low for what's good gameplay. Yeah. But based on what I've seen so far, although it could change on a dime in this house, I say Tommy's playing the best game. He's got a good chance. But they all they are all running around like chickens with their heads cut off. So mm-hmm. it's really anybody. I honestly do not know who's going to win. How I many really days don't. do they have left at this point? I think they've been in there like 46 days okay, at this point. Yeah. So like they're halfway? Like, yeah, they're halfway. They just had their halfway party the other night. Okay. Would you go back into the house ever? I, yeah, I've been asked about it. Uh-huh. I've been asked about it from production. I don't know if it would ever logistically come together because a lot of the players who would deserve the opportunity to go back in have moved on with their lives. Like mm-hmm. they have families, they have kids. Mm-hmm. When I went in the first time, my daughter was 18 months old. Oh, my gosh. Now I have two daughters. And if I'm out here for a week and I was FaceTiming her before I walked in here – because so, they're on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So it's something where I it would be selfish of me to go in again. Yeah. You know, and I've been asked to do other shows like, you know, you have like the race and stuff where you're approached right. about it. And it's like, you know, when you have children, it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have to think about them more than myself. Absolutely. And I went in there. I had a bucket list. I achieved my goal. Yeah. What else do I have to prove? Yeah. You know, so I, I never say never because if they said to me, hey, we're going to put the best players in there. The competitor in me would be like, "Well, fuck it. Let's see who's the best player." Right. <laughs> but I don't think they would ever do that because you know you're in, you've been on television yeah. a lot longer than me. They're going to put people in there that are good at the game, but also very entertaining. Oh, and totally. That's not the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be in there with the people who are just getting drunk and acting stupid because right. that's not that's not me. You're there to win. I'm there to win. Yeah. And that's just going to take away from the strategy of the game. So I'm boring. They're entertaining. So more than likely you it's would a good see. Balance, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So probably are you, not. Are you still friends with anyone from your season? All of them. We were talking about. Is maybe Cody getting still a, single? Cody is with has a girlfriend <laughs> oh, now. Here we Damn, go. Cody's a stud. Have you seen Cody yet? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I was he's asking for a friend. He's a stud. <laughs> he's a stud. This is our referral program. Here we go. He's 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 in a a, a, 
uh, I believe, longer than a year now, and and they are very happy together. Oh, good. Christy, they're very happy together. Um, I've met her, beautiful girl, and uh, she's made him a better person. So yeah, he's happily uh, tied up. Uh huh. Um, but we're still very close. My my daughters call him Uncle Cody. Oh, And uh, that's really I'm close cute. with a lot of the other house guests as well. Um, Frankie, who's Ariana yeah. Grande's mm-hmm. uh, brother, we're still close. Caleb, I'm still close with all of them. We want to get together. That. It's tough though because we're all throughout the country, mm-hmm. but right. we still talk. We had a very good cast. No real drama. No real no TMZ articles. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So things worked out well on my season. I think that's why people gravitated towards our season. We played the game. I loved it. Yeah. We played the game, but we kept it. We kept it in perspective that mm-hmm. it was just a game yeah you know, and that and some that gets lost in there a lot what do you think about the racist comments that jack had made like do you think that they were taken out of context oh or? god you would ask me this question <laughs> um okay. actually my mom wanted to know okay here's her, my so. th- here's my thing the, a lot of what was shown by julie the night like she called them out on right. national tv yeah and when she when you show those those comments in the in that context they look racist it's mm-hmm. that simple and maybe they are but I don't, haven't watched enough to know what his mindset is behind it. I will say this. I don't wonder what your mom thought about it. But he had, like, great answers. Like, perfect answers to mm. it. Like, he was able to explain everything. For a guy who didn't know it was coming, uh-huh. he explained everything very well. Okay. But again, personally, I wouldn't say those things. Yeah. So for me, they're uncalled for. He had an explanation for it. I was in there so I can put my money where my mouth is. I was never accused of any of that. Yeah. So if you're going to say those things, know there's going to be consequences, whether you meant it that way or not. You're on national television 24-7. Yeah. But what happens is if you have these biases, you have this unconscious bias, it's going to come out there right. eventually, whether you want it to or not. So I don't know the guy well enough to know what his what, what he feels about certain races or religions. I didn't like that those things were said. I'll, I'll go a step further to answer your mom. There's a guy, Nick, in the house who made a comment about Kemi, who is a person of color. But regardless right. of whether she's a person of color or not, you know, he basically said, you know, I'm going to spit in that girl's face. And, you know, and mm. to me, that gets you punched in the mouth yeah. where I'm from. So, yeah. and again, someone with two daughters, and I say that on your show, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of listeners, and I've said it on Twitter, I would tell them to his face. Yeah. So that, to me, bothers me more than, because that's not taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to spit in her face. There's yeah, no other way to turn There's no other way to So take you're that. you're kind of a you're a douche. Yeah. You're a douche. Mm-hmm. And so I I've said it publicly a couple times, I don't like him. Yeah. I don't like him. So that that bothers me mm-hmm. more cuz there's no way to misinterpret that. Do you think Jackson is kind of a douche? I know he's been kind of rude to some of the girls in the house. He again, the people who have a strong opinions watch the feeds. Mm-hmm. Because they don't yeah, show a like lot of the after it. dark, right? And yeah. I don't, I don't have enough time to watch all that because uh-huh. I have children. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's so it's it's tough. I do watch some of it. I do catch out the feed sometimes. But again, the people who are seeing these things and grabbing them, I know he's made some comments that have off put people. Yeah. And again, at the end of the day, he will be judged when he gets out. Uh huh. It's that simple, you know. And my sister wanted to know what your thoughts were on the eight, the nine, then six person alliance. I mean, that was one of the worst big alliances. Like, nobody likes big alliances, but that was, like, the most, the weakest big alliance I've ever seen. Like, they were fractured the minute they formed. Like, we had a big alliance. Mm-hmm. She knows this. Mm-hmm. And we crushed it. Yeah. We, we went to eight, and then we went to six, but only because we had nobody else to go after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we were a very strong group, and we didn't break. Where this group, the first week they got together, they were talking shit about each other. So you knew <laughs> the loyalty wasn't there, and, right. and that's why they're down to, like, are they even four anymore? They might be. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. They're not very... They, they're, 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 I think it was called grateful when it was eight with the uh-huh. word eight. Great. Oh, cute. It, it won't be remembered Original. as one. Yeah. <laughs> it won't, it won't be remembered as one of the better alliances for sure. Right. Yeah. 
Um, Your sister needs to go on. I know. I mean, she really wanted to, but she was saying, she's like, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't on season 21 because she said it's just kind of lame this year. But she just has such an incredible job right yeah. now that she could not take even a month off, let alone yeah. potentially And that's three. the other problem, to get good quality contestants that, yeah. can, that can just leave whatever they're mm-hmm. doing for three months. Yeah. It's but tough. I think eventually she'll do it. She I mean, should. She's been watching that show her entire life. I remember being at a game, like a high school football game, and I was cheerleading, and it was the first season. And I remember like during like a little break or after a touchdown or something, I ran to the stands and I was like, Mom, who won Big Brother? Who won Big Brother? It's like a crazy show. So long it's been on. I remember meeting your sister and she was like, dude, this season was awesome. Yeah. Like it it is a cool show and people like you can meet people and all of a sudden they're like talking big brother, no matter if you know him or Mm -hmm. not personally. Yeah. You have an instant connection. Totally. Yeah. Go big brother. Definitely. Um, so when you pulled up and we saw you, what what kind of Janet had a fun story about your car. You have an F-type? Is that what your car is? I love those. I'm a huge Lana Del Rey fan. And so she did all of their commercials when they released the F-type a couple years ago. And then it was all in her music video. So when I moved out here, I wanted one. So I rented one for a day or two. And um, I parked it on my street one night, and I woke up the next morning, and somebody sideswiped it. Oh, my God. It. You give me heart palpitations right now, because yeah. that's my biggest fear while I'm like, because it's not yeah. my car. Uh-huh. It was, so I got to pay for a big chunk of the car and then give it back and not get it, which was not fun. How nice but is the car, that car, though? It's so fun to drive, especially, like, I took it up through the hills and just was like... But always a speed limit, of course. Oh, like, sure. Always oh, a speed sure. limit. Sure. 65 sure. miles an hour, that thing is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one day, but yeah. at that, <laughs> that time, I was like, no, I'm not paying thousands of dollars to repair this car give it back and then buying it's another a sick one. car i got a hookup out here they took care of me they yeah. said hey we want you to have a nice car and I no was it's like, so okay. dope but it's dope. i, wish I mean it was mine. you know janet our friends over we have a connection <laughs> if you want to trade in your car sell it I you might could look. you could get your lana del rey dream car they're you honestly could. not that expensive i know but they well but honestly <laughs> i mean it's not that practical either like i gotta tell you like the it's small it's very small and they're yeah. two seater. Like you can't. I mean, I don't know. I if have I, a two seater and I also I have an SUV. I love it. Yeah, but I that's the so thing. Yeah, have both. I have both. Yeah, I needed so the best of both best, worlds. So you can you can have your you yeah. know cake and eat it too. If you mm-hmm. need to transport something, you have it. Yeah. But if you have one car, that car. Make, I mean, I got a backpack in there. That's about yeah. all I yeah. can fit. <laughs> it's so I know. it's a good one to zip around though. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah. keep my Jeep and look into your car. I love your car. I love both of them. The They're is, so the fun. Wrap is sick. I need to get it rewrapped. She's I, picking at it. Today. I know it's starting to come up, come off a little bit. Mm. But um, have you ever heard of True Car? True Car? Yeah. I have not. Tell okay. me about it. So it's where you can find out what your car is worth, and then you can sell or trade it in. You just like enter your license plate number, and all the details of your car just pop up, and then you like answer a few questions, like navigation, moonroof, and all of that. So it's like you already knew what it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it's going to ding your wallet, so you can plan ahead. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And once you're finished, you'll get a True Cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out and trade it in. So I need to look into it. Janet? As I miss I, that car. The Jaguar yeah. F-Type is calling your name. It is. Yeah, so... It's been if, calling my name for a while now. If you want to get it, you know, just check out True Car. But the True Cash offer is not available in all areas. I love it. <laughs> just gotta <laughs> let you know that. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so tell everyone where they can find you, your show, your book, all of it. Okay, wow. No uh, self-promotion. <laughs> um, Twitter, Derek L, D-E-R-R-I-C-K. 
Derek L. And uh, my Instagram's Derek Lavasser. You can look up how to spell my last name if you're really that interested. I'm following <laughs> him, so you guys can just and, go uh, on my follow, page. Yeah, we follow each other. Um, the book's called The Undercover Edge. It's, uh, you know, like I said, turning detective skills into life practices that you can use in everyday social yeah. and in business. Um, and it's and, an audio book, so they could listen to yeah, it right a, yeah, after this. Yeah, it's an audio book. Uh-huh. It's a, yeah, check it out. I wonder how it's well it's doing audio, but I should check into that. You should. I know the hardcover did really well. We were a bestseller. Yeah. But awesome. I, I don't know about the audio, but I'm assuming it did well. Uh-huh. Checks are cashing. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then uh, Breaking Homicide just, just, just ended. So, But if you want to check demand, it out. On demand, though. On demand. You can go on, ID, on, you can go on ID, go mm-hmm. and check it out. Hulu, all that good stuff. And um, if you've watched Dr. Raj, you, you know probably see me on there again because I do yeah. a lot of those. Yeah. Awesome. Maybe I'll awesome. be on Vanderpump. Probably not. Yeah. Hey, well, we yeah. just wrapped season yeah. eight, so maybe I can't next hang year. with you guys. I've hung out with you guys yeah. a, a few times, and you guys are beasts. <laughs> yeah, we did an event yeah, in uh, Texas. Tom, Ariana, Peter, oh, Shay, fun. and I with we, him. It was awesome, and I'm a fan. I was a fan of Vanderpump. I was watching it religiously, and they were all great. And I, I'm not saying because we're sitting here. Like yeah. I said it last night after dinner. You know, you guys are all genuine people. You know, there's always edits on shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But even though you guys have been on TV for so long, you're still down to earth. You mm-hmm. still talk to people. That's a great attribute. So. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to you guys. They still all fight and hate each other. There might be a murder but, to solve but that's one why the sh- day. But that's why the a show Vander is lasting. Yeah. Because it's real. <laughs> right. It's not bullshit. So, so good to you. It was so funny. I saw him at Sir last night. Mm-hmm. I also had like this event that I needed to show up for. So <laughs> Natalie, the owner of Sir, did not give me many details for this event. She just asked if I was available from 7 to 9. I was like, oh my God, my friend Derek's going to be there the exact same time. I'm like, that's perfect. I yeah. can do both at the same time. So she was like, yeah. She goes, it's um, these women from beauty con they're in town they just would really love to meet you take some photos i'm like all right awesome so we had you know our finale monday night Mm -hmm. the two year one year one year anniversary of tom tom one year anniversary tom tom and um so i wait you got there with for the beauty con beauty con because you thought there was gonna be a bunch of women oh so yeah see i'm still brain dead from the other (laughs) night okay so no so we had that party monday night and then tuesday i'm just like okay wait why did i agree to do this like i was just like you know i'm like trying to get dressed i'm looking around and i'm just like sometimes i just pick up the first thing i find on the floor the first thing i see in my closet and i was like "Ooh, this dress is this cute i'm like it's like a see-through mesh like kim k wore something Mm -hmm. like that i've worn it on a carpet before but i'm like this isn't like a red carpet event so I can totally repeat this outfit it's very like chic and trendy like I'm thinking it's gonna be like a bunch of like Carly Bible type of girls at this event Mm. so I get to the event Oh, no, no, no. It was a toddlers and tiaras event. Yeah. Oh, there my were gosh. children there. <laughs> I'm taking photos. I look like a whore. She, she, that's the first thing she <laughs> like, says to me. She goes, Oh my God. I took all these photos. Look what I'm wearing. What the I'm fuck? like trying to like pose my body to the side and like yeah. cover because it it's so see through. You see my lacy bra. I would thought it, I was meeting like women in their mid 20s yes. to 30s, like beauty experts. Nah, and it was all teenagers. No, no. It that's was, it was really children. Funny. I was like, I've never been so uncomfortable, more embarrassed at like, anybody. <laughs> A jacket I can borrow, and I asked my friend Brett to bring me a jacket, but he's like, "We're still at Tom Tom," and I'm like, "I need the jacket, at sir." Oh no! So I did my job. I took photos with all. Shout of out to all the moms. I'm gonna look like, through yeah. your ta- tagged photos and find one of these. Oh, uh, but the mom loved me. She's like, "Oh, she's like, you know, if you're gonna be in New York for Fashion Week, like, would love to like, you know, have you come to some of our events and this That's and that." Fun. And I'm like, "Okay, awesome, sounds great." But I just thought it was so funny because like after I saw him right away, and I was like, "Oh my god!" She's he's like, like, "I have to tell you something." Like, I was like, "I was like, sir." Changed a lot since the last time I've been here. Yeah. It's all like like Kids. ten and twelve year olds. Seriously, and she's like, I had to just take 150 photos with yeah, them, with and children. I'm dressed like this, and like 
yeah, I had to like alter the outfit so it covered as much as possible. Oh, that's amazing. It was, yeah. But um, they were all happy. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were selfieing it up. I just like, and then I like walked up to Tom Tom after, and everyone's like, "Damn, you look so good. Love that dress." I'm like, "Yeah, see, that's the." I thought I was going to something where <laughs> so people would it's say a that PG thirteen R rated dress, children. not not for the PG. Yeah, but it was like a group of these. I mean, literally, like they all like were like the Jean Benet looking girls, like drop dead yeah. gorgeous, yeah, were, like pageant were. girls. Yeah. Like yeah. perfect braids, diamonds, like they just all were like wow. stunning children, and I guess it's like a group of like uh, uh, aspiring models and actresses, and so they brought them all to BeautyCon, and then they wanted to bring them to Sir. Wow! And I'm like, yeah, I just did not have the details, so that's amazing. I was not dressed properly. I think but... they were still very happy. Yeah, I think so. But anyways, well, this is fun. Yeah, I'm glad you're in town me. and we got yeah. to do this. Impromptu, Thanks like for literally, we're, pick your brain. Yeah. we're just like having a drink, and um, she's like, you want to do a podcast tomorrow? I'm like. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Let's do that. So, Fun. thank you for having me. Yes, thanks, thanks for being here. Awesome time. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Hey, Jordan here. I know a lot of you create your own podcasts, and a lot of you already have one like me. I obviously love what I do. It's taken a lot of hard work to get to this point of success. You shouldn't have to pay fees for platform hosting, distribution, analytics, or fees to create a podcast. You need to be able to focus on producing the best show possible. Now, Podcast One, that's a network I'm on, they have Launchpad Digital Media, or Launchpad DM for short. So it's free, includes unlimited hosting, full control of distribution. You have access to a full dashboard with analytics. Again, totally free. You own everything, by the way. You own your content, you own your subscribers, no tricky stuff there. And you get your own show page on launchpaddm.com for people to listen to and subscribe to your show. It's the only hosting platform brought to you by the leading network, Podcast One. Podcast One will promote the site, drive people to discover your podcast, and if your show grows, you could even be invited to join Podcast One's all-star roster, which includes people like Adam Carolla, Caitlin Bristow, Shaq, Lady Gang, and of course, me, Jordan Harbinger, I'm there too. You also get access to their production and sales support. So with all this completely free, don't use other hosting platforms. Why would you need to? Learn more or sign up now at launchpaddm.com. And don't forget to check out the Jordan Harbinger Show.